Hey guys, I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. And we are beginning a brand new series, like a self-titled album called... Fresh Faith. That's right, Fresh Faith. So what we're going to do is we're going to dive into Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to dissect it, and we're going to spin it, and we're going to give you uh, some ways that you can keep your faith ultra fresh. It is so important. Sometimes our faith just gets kind of stale, but we need to get fresh. That's right, and we're going to do that, and we're going to teach you practical ways to do that in this series. Thanks so much for watching. Here we go. Hey, what's up? I'm so glad that you are watching this right now. This is session two of our self-titled series, Fresh Faith. If you have not watched session one, go back, watch session one. It's called Fresh Faith. Now, we're going to move to the next verse in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, and we're going to continue talking about faith. Today, we're going to talk about forward faith. Forward faith. We talked about fresh faith. Now we're going to talk about forward faith. And this is what is said in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. It says, By faith we understand that the universe or everything or the ages or the worlds, it, it, there's a lot of different translations for that word, but we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So that things that are visible or things that are seen are made of things that are not visible. Here's what it says again. It says, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that the things which are seen are made from things that are not visible. Man, I got a word for you from this passage today. Forward faith. Faith that is fresh needs to be a faith that is forward, not a faith that is backward, not a faith that's standing still, a faith that is moving forward in the right direction, walking with God, moving forward in your life. Nobody wants to stand still. Nobody wants to tread and go backwards. Nobody wants to be stagnant in their life. We want to move forward into the blessings and the purpose and the promise of what God has called us to. Forward faith. I'm going to talk about it. By faith, we've already talked about what faith was. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Remember, it, the, the, the faith, had it was tangible. By faith, by all of that from session one that we talked about. By faith, by this type of faith, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. Ooh, this is going to be good. You ready? By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. When you unveil the universe, there's a whole lot to it. And a lot of it, I don't know about you, but it's way over my head. I'm not a scientist. I just want to go ahead and let you know that, that I am not a scientist. I don't claim to be a scientist. I don't really know much about science. Science was my worst subject in school. I don't understand how things work a lot of times. I'm just thankful they do work. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm just not a scientist. I'm not a biologist. Uh, I'm just not that person. But I do know the more we study science, the more we learn about God. Science and God are not in competition. Science and God are not at odds. Science and God are not against one another. Science and God do not contradict themselves. Science is proof of the brilliance of God. Science is 
is something that we can see and begin to understand. And as we begin to understand science, we begin to see reflections of the character and the personality of who God is. Like what type of genius does it take to come up with how photosynthesis in plants work? Or how the life cycles of fish in the ocean and the, the food chain work. What type of genius does it take to come up with a freaking peacock? Or a killer whale and the way they move and the intelligence that they do as pods to fish for seals. And what's interesting about orcas or killer whales is I watch I've been watching Shark Week, y'all. All right. But whatever what the difference is is that with what's interesting about it is when they go to fish, different pods, different pods in different areas of the globe, and, and there are there are orcas in every single ocean. And every single little tribe or pod of orcas, they have a specialty in what they hunt for, and they all hunt differently. Because they're so intelligent that they learn from one another and adapt as things go. It's proof of the genius of the creator. The more we learn about the history of the world, and it might look really old, and it might to some look really young, and it just it, 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 it points to the genius and the intricate design and care that God had for the universe. It points to who God is. What's most interesting about this to me is that he did not handcraft the universe, according to the Genesis account. And according to the Genesis account, it really aligns with much scientific study that we have today that animals came from animals, it came from animals, came from animals. A lot of the scientific research that we have that shows how things change and animals changed and developed and, 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 and trees grew and things happened and, and, and developed and are constantly growing and moving and evolving is kind of proof that God did not craft the world with his hands exactly like the Genesis account says. The Genesis account does not say that God crafted the world with his hands. It says that he spoke. I think, personally, Again, it's okay if you disagree with me. It's all good. We can still learn something about faith and something about God. So maybe you might want to fast forward this video just a little bit if you want to disagree and not yell at me, but that's okay. I love and I think that the Hillsong worship writers got it so on point when they wrote the song, So Will I. They put into words something that many progressive Christians, many modern Christians, many Christians who have ever struggled or studied science or struggled with that Genesis account a little bit in the in the, in the in the seven day account the literal seven day account who struggle with that and struggle with all of this and and if they do point to one another how does it work and why are we finding different things anybody who's ever struggled they were able to put into words something that I could not formulate with my mind or with my mouth and with my heart and they and and, and this is a line in the song so will I that they produced it says. Um, and when you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. Ooh, it's so good, man. It's so good because it formulates just I, what my mind could not wrap around and how they coincide is that, the, is that God spoke the word of God. This says, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. He spoke. And when he spoke, things chase and obey.
obey his voice. This is what's so brilliant about it, is that faith, remember this, is the substance of things hoped for. It's in the present. Creation, we think, is a one-time event that happened in the past, and that is not true. In fact, science proves that it's still creating, it's still evolving, it's still chasing the very Word of God, which means that the universe was created in faith by the Word of God because it's all still pursuing, in the present tense, the Word that God spoke. Wow, that's good. Wow, that's a promise for you and me that our lives should still be evolving in pursuit of the truth and the promise of what God said about us and what he said about who we should be and what we should be doing and what we should be about. We are constantly moving with God. God is movement, not stagnant. And when we follow the move of God, we follow the presence of God. He is moving and he is, and, and he is leading us to evolve into more of who he is, the very word of God, which is Jesus Christ himself, we learn from John chapter 1. In the beginning, set up just like Genesis. In fact, what we don't realize is that John chapter 1 is probably the best creation account we have. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. It goes on to say that Jesus was the Word made flesh, and that by Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Why? Because He was the Word of God, that when God spoke, He spoke, and everything chases that Word. Everything is chasing the truth. And the word that God spoke into existence, which is what we should be doing, like creation. Chasing, pursuing, evolving into the word of God, Jesus himself, making our lives mold after his. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good if we put it into practice. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. Wait a minute. I thought faith was tangible. Remember session one, faith was now, faith was tangible, faith was evident, faith was influential. What about this? If faith is tangible, what do you mean by faith we believe? By faith we, oh, it says we understand. Hmm. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. By faith, by something tangible, we understand. Science. Nature, people, are tangible evidence that the universe was created by the word of God. In other words, it's not faith that you're believing that. It's faith that you're seeing that and experiencing that and watching the sun rise and set, watching the waves crash and come in. And what's crazy about it is that they all not just were made by the Word of God, but they point to and reflect God. For instance, when I watch the tide roll in every single day, it does the same thing. When I watch the sun rise, when I watch the sun set, when I watch the moon reflect, when I watch all of these things, it tells me something about who God is. God is faithful. God is constant. God is always there even when I mess.
bless us. No matter what happens, no matter what hurricanes may come in, no matter what tornadoes may destroy, earthquakes may happen, guess what's going to happen the next morning? The sun will rise again, no matter what chaos happens. In other words, no matter what happens in your life, God is still faithful, God is still good, and his mercy endures forever. He is constant, and even when you mess up, and you've made a, a hellish mess of your life, God is still faithful, the sun will still rise, and it's a reflection of his faithfulness even through our unfaithfulness. He remains faithful. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Later in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is constant. He's faithful. And that's one little piece of nature that reflects who God is. What else is there? Man, the more we understand the tangible things that we put our hands to, which is why studying science is so important. And I don't even like science, but now I'm learning to love it because the more that we learn and the more that we study, and it's important as we're studying reflections of who God is, we're learning more about God the more that we see and reveal nature. I love watching the Discovery Channel sometimes. I like watching uh, helpless little animals get chased by other big animals and crazy stuff, man. Stuff that you don't see like every day and they've got it on camera out in, in, in somewhere else in the world. It's so fun to watch for me because I see a reflection of who God is because it, it's science and it's tangible and, 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 and it helps us understand the tangible the tangible parts of the universe help us understand the reflection of who God is, and we understand, oh, all of this was made by the Word of God, which is why it's ever-changing, pursuing who Jesus is, and so should we. What's up, everybody? Make sure you hit the share button and share it with your friends. Thank you. We want to invite you to donate to our ministry. Your donation helps us reach thousands of people with this message www.freshface.xyz See ya! By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God. Now, we can't just talk about here on earth, and we can't just talk about the, the, the trees and the, and the ocean and the mountains and the valleys and the deserts and the people and the animals and all the plants and all that stuff. We can't just talk about that because there's a whole other piece of this that we are one speck of dust on a, one of tons of planets in a galaxy of millions of galaxies. And God created all of it with a word. It's important that we explore it's important that we expand our faith. It's, it's, it's important that we get a bigger view. Anytime we get a view of God that's bigger, we always get a view of God that's more accurate because God is bigger than your wildest imaginations. He's bigger than any, any box you could, your brain could put him in. God is bigger. In fact, Andrea often says, God is unfigureoutable. And that's the most genius thing I've ever heard about God in my life. God is unfigureoutable. Yet there are pieces of him that we can begin to understand because faith, the tangible expression of faith, tangible expression of God's presence, the, the, the nature and, and, and space and all these beautiful things that we've discovered. And we, the more we discover, the more we learn about who God is if, if we look for him. 
And the reason we don't see him in it and we see it as a contrast is because we don't know God or we're not looking for God in it and we act like it's this war back and forth and who's right and who's wrong. Stop figuring out who's right and who's wrong and stop trying to figure out who God is and who we should be and evolving in pursuit of the words that he spoke when he said, it is good. Now go and chase goodness. Go and chase who Jesus Christ is. Well, that's not where the verse stops, but... Boy, I could preach that more. It says, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God. So that things that are seen came from things that are not visible. So that things that are seen, the straightforward definition would be so that everything we see comes from a God who is invisible or comes from a word that God spoke that is invisible. God's invisible and now, you know, he's created these things and they're proof of him. That's an easy way to put it. And is it true? Yeah, it's true. I think if that's all you're going to do with that verse to stop there, you're missing a great opportunity to take that real deep into your life. And it is transformative when you understand the depth of this verse describing faith. You ready? You want to know it? Here it is. It says, it says that so that we understand that, so that we, so that we see that things that are seen come from things that are visible. What in your life, everything actually in your life, and it's a question, I'll phrase it, everything in your life comes from something that's invisible. What in your life is evidence of things that are invisible? Let me put it a different way. Most all of the tangible things in our life, everything that we can see, is because of our character that we cannot see is because of who God is in us that we cannot see. How do I put it differently that might uh, allow you to, to challenge what you see? You see disobedience in your life from your kids. You see anger in your life from your coworkers. You see all these things that are tangible in your life that are just like all these bad things, and all of a sudden you realize that they came from things that are not seen. That physical manifestation of brokenness came from invisible tearing down of oneself and one's low self-esteem, not realizing that they are made in the image of God and their worth transcends what anyone else says about them. See, we often wonder why, why, why do our kids make these decisions? Why are they doing that? Or why are they acting this way? And we don't realize that it's the words that we are speaking into them that they are chasing. You'll never amount to anything. You're not going to make it. I've heard it. You're not going to make it. You have no chance. And we chase the words that we speak. We, we allow our kids to chase what we've spoken into their life. You don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. There's never any encouragement. And then we wonder why their life turns out the way it does. Because we've chosen to speak death into them instead of sowing seeds of life. Speak life because they will pursue what you say. Everything that's visible has come from something that is invisible. And what you are sowing invisibly right now, you will reap visibly one day in your life. The seeds that you are sowing invisibly right now of faith, of belief, of hope, of a future, of good things God has for you will either result in the curse or the blessings you will see tomorrow. And how you walk out today determines how tomorrow goes. As goes today, so goes tomorrow. Because you are constantly planting, and whatever you're planting today is all you have to harvest tomorrow. 
And when you sow invisible seeds, maybe with your words or with your thoughts, thoughts are tangible, by the way. They are tangible expressions, tangible, tangible connections in your brain that actually have patterns and can change the genetic makeup of your body. Again, that's a reflection because it's biology. It's a reflection of who God is. And, 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 and all these things that are invisible create the visible that we see. And what we see is simply a culmination of all the invisible seeds we've been sowing. Week in and week out, year in and year out, month in and month out. What we believe about ourselves, what we believe about our parents, what we believe about our kids, what we believe about God, what we believe about the future, what we believe about whatever country you live in, whatever, wherever you are, what we believe about how people are. If we believe people are bad, people are going to be bad because that's the, sow, that's the seed that we sowed into the, our future. But if we begin to intentionally sow seeds, invisible seeds of peace, invisible seeds of love, invisible seeds of joy, invisible seeds of patience, invisible seeds of self-control and encouragement and positivity, and we start throwing these seeds at our kids and throwing these seeds around our world and the people lives and people's lives around us, whenever we go to work and all we've done is sow seeds of discord and seeds of discontentment, that's what we're going to reap. But when we sow seeds of love and those good things of peace and positivity and the things that, that, that are the fruits of the Spirit, if those are the seeds that we're throwing into the world around us, that's what's going to be visible. It's so powerful to see this verse talk about faith and how by faith, by understanding the tangible makeup of the universe, we understand that it was created by the Word of God. Why? So that things that are seen are cut, they come by and are made by that which is invisible. Everything visible has come from something that is invisible. Maybe it started, started as a thought. Maybe it started as a word. Maybe someone believed what someone else said about them, and that's what they owned, and that's where they walked, and that's what they did. You with your words, you with your thoughts, you have the power as a human to create you have the you have the responsibility as a human to to take on the 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 ministry that Jesus started back in the beginning the ministry that God had of creating the universe to to act on his behalf to continue to create you can use music to create mood something invisible to create something that's visible you can use art Something that's invisible in your mind and make it visible to encourage somebody to change the world. You can take a thought and make it an action. And when it becomes an action, all of a sudden you can have a clean water source for the world. You can feed hungry children around the world. You can deliver women from sex trafficking and children from sex trafficking and men from sex trafficking. You can change the world invisibly when you first plant seeds of invisible character of who God is. So look, here's that question again. No, let me ask the question. What in your life is the culmination of invisible seeds that you've planted, good or bad? How's your marriage? How's your relationships? How's your kid? How's your relationship with your kids? How's your relationship with your teacher? How's your relationship with your students? How's your relationships with your coworkers, your boss, your employees, your in-laws? Everything visible came from something invisible. What you say, what you think matters because you are constantly creating the next moment from this moment. 
the next time you go to cheat on your taxes, remember that, that you're creating today the reality you'll experience tomorrow. The next time you go to talk bad about somebody else, remember that. Remember that that moment, that invisible sowing of the seed is what you're going to have to reap come tomorrow. Remember the next time that you go to yell at your kid with no patience, not putting yourself in their shoes. They're six years old. That that's the, sow, that's the seed that you're sowing, in, not just to your life, to their life tomorrow. So that what is created is become from something that is invisible. Think about that the next time that you're going to pay for someone's someone's food in the checkout line, that, that you're going to be kind to a stranger, that you're going to give grace when you didn't have to, because those moments matter, and they can create a beautiful reality tomorrow because of an invisible investment today. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God. May your life continue to pursue the goodness of who God is. Your world can look different. Your faith can be forward, always moving forward. When we understand that we are pursuing who Jesus is, we understand that we are pursuing by faith. We understand we're pursuing. And we also understand that when we put this into action, planting invisible seeds that become visible realities tomorrow, we have a faith that is not stagnant. We have a faith that is not passive. We have a faith that makes a difference because our faith is planting seeds of positivity and goodness of who God is for the future. Moving forward. Our faith will always be moving forward. And we have a faith that is always creating.